Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. This is Neil with Portal to Ascension. How are you all today? Just um, checking here to make sure that the stream is solid and going straight. Go ahead and say hi in the chat room if you're joining us now. And go ahead and leave us uh, a comment and say hi or even let us know where you're from on or off planet. And welcome to today's event is Mystical Experiences Going Mainstream. And I'm extremely excited to be introducing this panel because um, not only am I meeting people for the first time here that I'm probably going to have a long relationship and connection with in the future, but these individuals that are joining us today are also going to be interviewed by me on the Portal to Ascension YouTube within the next year. And um, the intention for this event is we have all been a part of this project called the Common Sentience Series, in which Ariel from Sacred Stories have spearheaded, and we all have our own books coming out that are on various topics. All of them are in the description some of them are in the title. You can go ahead and check them out. So we're going to just have a conversation here about, you know, not only our topics and the information that we're bringing out, but definitely about the fact that all these mystical experiences are going mainstream. And um, it's really in alignment with what we're doing with Portal Ascension in general is really touching on topics that we couldn't probably have gone into deeply maybe 10, 20 years ago, um, especially with in regards to the last few conferences we've done, if you have been paying attention on our YouTube so we're going to be talking about this and just putting more energy towards the fact that this is a reality, the mystical is a reality, and um, I'm probably going to butcher the quote, but something like, um, magic is just a science that hasn't been figured out yet, you know, that kind of vibratory uh. reality, and now we're realizing that the mystical experience, the quantum reality, you know, and I'll just say this really quick, we look like solid beings, but we're vibratory frequency, that in itself is mystical. We are frequency and vibration. We're not even solid, yet everything around me I can touch and I can't even put my hand through. That in itself should show us that there is something more than what we're seeing with the naked eye. And today's conversation is going to be basically touching on this from many different angles. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to our um, host for the panel and the, um, the captain of the ship in regards to the Sacred Stories um, intention and project, Ariel. Welcome, Ariel. Uh, thanks so much, Neil. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's time for what I say for us to come out of the last closet. It's time for us to come out of the spiritual closet. You know, it's time for us to finally show up as our authentic, innate, the essence of who we really are, and to be confident in in sharing our experiences, to be confident in walking in the world with a reverence and an honoring of more than what we uh, maybe can touch, as you say, or, or feel. So in Sacred Stories, we believe the power of story helps us deepen into the mystery of our souls and their important stories to share. So our mystical experiences need to be told. But it's not just our stories. It's also the wisdom. You know, it's just, it's important, and we feel it's really important that we're pairing the wisdom of these topics, this spiritual phenomenon, so that people have a foundation that they know um, you know, they kind of understand the framework and then they can move into and experiencing it in a, in a way that feels resonant and they can feel confident in. And that's what the Common Sentience book series does. We have a number of books in production. We have one that launches today by Dr. Stephen Farmer, uh, Animals, about spirit animals, animals, personal tales and encounters with spirit animals. Stephen, hold the book up just real quick while we mention, as you can see it, it's, um, it launches today on Stephen's birthday. It's available worldwide. We encourage everyone to pick up a copy. And Meditation's coming out. Nature is coming out with Ana Maria Vasquez, one of our, our guests. 
guides about soul guides with Marilyn Amaria is coming out. Ancestors or Sacred Lineage with Mandahi Vestina is coming out. We also have a book Sounds about, about what Neil was just talking about, Frequencies with Neil coming out. A number of books are in production and a number more are coming out. So this is a movement. This is, I think, one of my soul's callings to do is to help facilitate, help steward the the telling of our stories and the spiritual wisdom with the wisdom teachers to uh, to lead the conversation. So we're going to have an incredible conversation today, and I hope that you put some comments in the chat. I'm sure Neil will will bring them to our attention. I just want to give you a quick bio on who's here because we have some incredible people here, and then we're going to jump right in. So the first, we'll start with Stephen Farmer because it's Stephen's birthday. So everyone can say happy birthday to Stephen, and it is his book launch. So Dr. Stephen Farmer is the author of Animals, Personal Tales and Encounters with Spirit Animals. He's a best-selling author, licensed psychotherapist, and somatic therapist, shamanic healer, ordained minister, sacred Jew instructor, and a former college professor. So welcome, Stephen, to the oh, Thank you. Today. Thank you. My pleasure, believe me, to be joining all of you. And then we have Ana Maria Vasquez. Ana Maria is the author of the upcoming book, Nature, Divine Experiences with Trees, Plants, Stones, and Landscapes. Ana Maria's book is coming out in April. I actually have a, one of my personal stories in Ana Maria's books. I, I was trying, I wasn't, wasn't going to write it, and I kept getting the nudge from the stone beings. It's my story with the stone beings that is in, will be in Ana Maria's book because it, it's a story that needs to be told. Um, Ana Maria is a well-known multi-sensory animal and nature intuitive, founder of Intention Training, master teacher, and sacred you instructor. So welcome, Ana Maria. Thank you so much. I just, I love this. I love it coming out of the closet. I love it going mainstream. So many of my private sessions start with, you're not going to believe what just happened to me with this tree or with this rock or with this dog. And then they're like, maybe you will believe me. (laughs) So we need to open the conversation up so that we all know it isn't a one-off experience at all. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't want to have to lead with apologizing any longer, right? We want to just be able to have our authentic, deep, profound conversations. so awesome. And then we have Marilyn Aloria. Marilyn is the author of the upcoming book in the Common Sentient series, Guides, Mystical Connections with Soul Guides and Divine Teachers. Marilyn is a well-known psychic medium, founder of Soul Finder Academy and Membership for Your Soul, a Sacred You instructor, and host of the popular podcast, Who Can It Be Now? If you haven't heard Who Can It Be Now, you should tune in because it's, it's tremendous. So welcome. Welcome, Marilyn. Thank you, Ariel. And I love everything you said. And you know, I'm not a mushy type of person. And as you were talking about the movement and all like people, I know Stephen and I know Anna Maria, can't wait to know Mindani and Neil. I'm sorry if I said your name wrong, but I really feel like you are doing something that's so incredible that I'm actually moved to tears about it. And that's not my way of being. We know I'm from Brooklyn and I don't friggin' do that. (laughs) um, So amazing to feel this. And I got to say, this is the perfect time for it because people are really ready to recognize their gifts. Everybody is gifted and to get it out there. So I want to thank you, Ariel, for bringing all of us together. And I want to thank all the other authors because it's so great to be in a room with all of you. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I do, I know you, Marilyn and right. You're uh, you're not moved to tears easily. So that's the energy, right? That's the energy. That's how we know that this is, 
this is in resonance and it's and it's joyful i feel such a great joy on the call you know we're that we're really doing this right it's really happening um and then we have mindahi Bastida. Mindahi is the author of the upcoming book, Ancestors, Divine Remembrances of Lineage, Relations, and Sacred Sites. Mindahi was also on our Sacred Sites conference recently. And Mindahi, um, your book, you have moved quite a few of our colleagues to share their personal experiences. They've been spiritual teachers for decades, but they never told their stories. But when you stepped up and said yes to being an author in this book, they said, I feel confident sharing my story now. And it's the first time some of these stories are being told by some of our esteemed colleagues. Um, and I didn't know if you knew that, but I, I want you to know that, that that's, um, that's happening. Um, well, thank you. It's a, a great honor to be here together with uh, Stephen that we just met through these means. And also very honored to be meeting Marilyn and Ana Maria. And thank you, Neil. Uh, as you said, this is the first time we are meeting together. But uh, this this work that we are we are doing together is a very important work because this is the time. And as as we always say, it, the time is now because yeah. it, this is the time to share. We call this unification process. And it's not just about the matter, but it's also the spirit. Because we are in a very turbulent time. According to the prophecy of uh, the new dawn, we're in this time space that we have to go through a cleansing. And of course, we, we need to bring back the original instruction, the original principles, and also the sacred ancestral wisdom how we relate to the sacred, to the natural, and to the cosmos. So this is a wonderful opportunity to be here together, and I feel very honored to be with such a beautiful people. Thank you. Thank you, Mindahi. And, and let, me, let me finish by saying Mindahi is also a caretaker of the philosophy and traditions of the Atomi Toltec peoples and Atomi Toltec ritual ceremony officer, He's director of the Original Nations Program of the Fountain and a UNESCO consultant on sacred sites and biocultural issues. Mindahi works tirelessly on behalf of Mother Earth and, and being a steward for the care of Mother Earth. And Mindahi, I, um, I, you just came back from uh, COP26 and you know the work that you and your daughter, um, Shia do, is, is really so very important. And I just want to publicly acknowledge that and thank you for the deep work you do thank you Ariel. it has been uh, such a tremendous effort to be uh, at glasgow at cop 26 and we saw uh, that there is something happening an openness even from the media it has been the first time we were heard in not just in the official blue zone but in several other summits around glasgow so people is listening and also the territories, the sacred territories are listening and we are not alone, not anymore. We are reconnecting, we are remembering who we are as human species. Thank you. Yes, 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's true. And I think that I think that that's so telling that at, at a level of of the climate conference at that level that you you are feeling the reconnection and we're feeling it as as um, spiritual teachers and our the people that we know are feeling it because they want to share their stories. You know, when we launched the Common Sentience book series and we put the call for stories out, we said, tell you, tell us your spiritual stories. We received hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stories. I mean, it was just phenomenal the stories that, that we received. And I think that's a testament to what we're all saying, that not only is this, is it time, you know, and this is important, but that we're, we're ready for this. We are, we prepared for this, right? And, um, and I think that with what they say, you know, when you know more, you do more, you know, there's a responsibility. And, and that's why I'm so thrilled to be in relationship with all of you and to have this conversation in these books, because you've all said yes. You know, you've all said, yes, you really are trailblazing this conversation because um, we haven't paired on a grand scale wisdom and wisdom and stories, not like this. So, so Marilyn, I'd like to ask you, you know, your thoughts on this, you know, as someone who's been, who started hearing your guides, you know, who was like a mainstream, you know, broadcast producer, right from new york and we started hearing your guides years ago and your work has been helping people tune in to their own their own um intuitive guidance what is your thoughts do you see like has it been opening up are you excited like what would you say to people today uh i love that question i because i feel like a big part of my work is teaching people that you don't need a medium to make that connection for you you can do it yourself and I, and I believe that everybody is their own instrument and you have to learn how this instrument works and how you can communicate with your spirit guides because that is what we are, 2022 is when we are doing this right now and there isn't an opportunity for us to get that guidance direct. And it's such an incredible moment and I feel like, um, you know, we've talked about veils thinning and things like that. There's a whole time shifting happening so I really want people to understand that you can learn the tools, the techniques. I'm, I'm so excited about the book because the book is going to help people to anchor into the belief inside themselves. They're going to be like, oh, my goodness, that's my story. Oh, my goodness, that happened to me. And it helps them to believe in themselves and believe in the qualities <coughs> that they have so that they can just start talking to their guides right now. And whether you hear an answer or not, don't worry about it. Stay in the question because that answer is going to come. And you will start understanding how they're answering you. And I hope I answered that question, but I'm super excited by it. And Anna Marie and I have worked together and Stephen and I have worked together. So this is a dynamic group of people that through these stories, people are going to elevate their consciousness, their awareness, and their own belief in their own gifts. And that excites me. Yeah. You know, sometimes we just have to, we just have to know that we're not alone we have to know we have to be able to see like wow and you know there's so many people that are in communities maybe that aren't spiritually open and they only connect through the internet or they connect through books and they're really seeking they're seeking validation to what's happening to them right and and this is providing this is providing that opportunity Anna Maria, how does it feel 
you know, you're because I'm nature and I'm, I'm the connection with the trees and the stone beings and, and the, the natural world, you know, the way that you've received your messages for a while. How does this make you feel? And what would you say to people who, who are tree people? You know, they're tree huggers, but maybe they can communicate with the tree. Maybe they can receive messages from stone beings. You know, what would you say to them is um, now to encourage them? Yeah, well, the first thing I would say is, you know, I feel like the poster child of if I can do it, anyone can do it, right? Like, I've I've had disagreements, arguments with trees, like, well, you can't be talking to me, because that's insane. So, and going through that whole process, and even saying, well, what, what am I going to do with a talking tree? I asked to talk to the animals. And, you know, really, I've brought my humanness to this endeavor of reconnecting. And so I would tell people first is you're not making it up right like it's really happening you're having these amazing encounters and every time in private sessions and in classes people start with that like am I losing my mind that was one of my first thoughts too and there are things you can do to make sure you're not losing your mind but when it's coming from love right you can always use that litmus of love or fear the message that's coming through those messages are from the divine being channeled through the rocks, the trees, your spirit guide, an animal, your ancestors, sound, vibration, whatever it is that you're experiencing. And the divine would never put you into fear. And so if your messages are coming from love, you know that's coming from that higher space. And to lean in and ask for some more because they're waiting. All of nature is waiting and excited for us to remember as humans because it's only in our recent history that we've forgotten. And as we've moved out of the forests that we've forgotten this and how close this alliance, this kinship is and how it serves as, I'm going to steal from you, Neil, a little bit as a portal for your ascension because they're all invested in us as humans remembering. So again, I feel like if I can do it, anyone can do it. And it's about bringing your authentic self to the process and a whole new world is waiting to be revealed to you. Doesn't that just feel wonderful though? Like when we think about it, when we think of all, you know, Mindahi, you had, you've been in, in, from the way that I perceive you're bringing up, you know, so blessed to be to be born into a lineage, into a family that that has had the deep connection with the natural world, that has revered Mother Earth and the connections with the ancestors since you were a child. What does it feel like to you to to be in conversation with people who were raised in a very Western way and hear? hear those of us who are saying like yes like we get it we connect we hear our guides we we listen to the trees does that give you hope like what would you say as a as an indigenous person uh raised raised to revere and honor the earth yes uh, you know uh, this connection has always existed always because when we see the the river, the mountain, the creeks, the caves, the sea, Father Sky, and the celestial bodies, and the heart of Mother Earth. You know, we are the reflection of the sacred elements. We are the reflection of 
where we are born. And we are born in that place because a reason. So we are the reflection of the territory we are born. And if you move, your duties follows you. It's not just that you go away from one place and, and you forget who you are. Because uh, the roots, the collective way of being is very important. And that's the reason the community is not anymore from the uh, I or me, what is happening to me, no. It's what is happening to we, all of us around. Mm -hmm. Because when the, the river is polluted, we are also polluted. When we have Father Sky is polluted, we are also polluted. So the good living is to honor our ancestors, is to honor families, is to honor communities. Yeah. And that's the reason we have this deep relationship with all, all beings. And it's why we uh, say all our relations, because it's not just the material, but it's also the spiritual. And we honor, for example, the planchana, the mermaid, as the mother of the waters, or the further serpent, even more complex. But also, we have lineages as uh, human beings in relationship with animals, with plants, with mineral world, and uh, some other beings, entities, entities that tell us how to live in peace, in harmony, and most of it in responsibility, in relationship, in this life. And that's the reason we are here, remembering who we are. Thank you. I, love, I love when you speak about all our relations because people use that term so much and I don't know that they really understand, you know, the roots of that of that term and what it means. Um, we've spoken recently, and Stephen, we've spoken recently about the, the families and the animals being part of our families, right? That we are related to the animals just as we're related to other, other humans. Stephen, speak on the topic of spirit animals and, and the animals being our relations and how we can deepen our connection with animals. Yeah, they, uh, thank you, Vindahi. I've heard the word remember, you know, uh, mentioned a couple of times. And I like to play with words a little bit in terms of what they mean. And if you think about remember, it means also not just remember, but put back together. And in a way, uh, it's a way of looking at what uh, has been addressed in Vindahi. You said so elegantly is that um, that the, the Lakota term is Nitakwiasa, and it's said before going into the sweat lodge as an acknowledgement of all our relations. That's what it means. And um, we've largely forgotten that, you know, and yet at the same time, it's a deep memory in our bodies, not just our minds, but in our bodies. I'm sure all of you have had that experience, and all those who are listening to this have had that experience of wow. Yeah, uh, walking through the park, this just happened uh, last evening, in fact. Just there's moments of an experience of that connectedness that goes beyond the words and the philosophies and the books and everything else of 
Oh my God, what a friggin' miracle <laughs> to be alive on this big piece of rock that's floating somewhere out in space, or so we're told. <laughs> Unless the flat earth people are right. I don't know. I don't think so. But, <laughs> you know, and billions and billions of years, four and a half billion years has been estimated since this fiery ball started existing and what it took to evolve over those billions of years to become this being here or that one there or that one there. Look at what it took in the diversity on this planet. It's just amazing. And I was thinking as you, you guys were talking, um, and thank you for each and every one of you for what you've uh, commented on, is um, we are animals. Basically, we're in monkey bodies, <laughs> but expressing with what you could call, uh, by different terms, consciousness or self-reflective consciousness. But then if you think about it, you know, consciousness is what's created everything. It's not the other way around. Consciousness has created and materialized. Another way to say it, uh, all of the material world. And when we connect in what we deem our consciousness with the consciousness of other beings, we have those moments of wow or aha. And we're learning and teaching all of us, uh, many that aren't even included here, how to reawaken that way of receiving communication and being involved in communication with the natural world. I was thinking animals are related to everything that each of you has spoken of. The animals are our ancestors. Come on. They, we go back long enough. They're our ancestors. They were here first before humans were. They are our guides, Marilyn. You know, they, they offer us that guidance. Um, they, they definitely are ancestors, and they definitely are spirits of nature when we speak of that. So, spirit animals. Uh, my, my teaching basically sums, is summed up in about uh, just a few words, which is when an animal shows up in an unusual way and or repeatedly in a short space of time, pay attention. There's something going on, something pretty big going on, although it may seem, um, you know, like, oh, look at the butterfly that just landed on my hand. You know, in one sense, that's, that's enough right there. You know, a child comes up to you and says, look, Mommy, the butterfly. But, whoa, would you call that unusual? <laughs> it happens. I had one in, when I was in Peru land on my nose and sit there for a while. You think that's unusual? So anyway, then the next step is, okay, well, what, what's the communication that's going on? It's great spirit. The great mystery is sending that particular being to you to help you along your life path. It's that simple. And they're, they aren't the only ones. You know, animals aren't the only ones, certainly. But they're, they predominate. They're all around us all the time. You know, talking about uh, Anna Maria, like walking in nature. You know, what are you going to see when you walk through the woods? Or you, what are you going to hear? And then when you pay attention to that and you inquire, uh, the simple thing would be just, what's the message? And then pay attention. What happens after you ask that question? Kind of oversimplified, but it really is simple. You know, and pay attention. And then, <clears throat> as all of you teachers, all of us teachers can say is, um, trust what you get. Might not even make complete sense, right, you guys? It might not even make complete sense. You know, the ancestors. 
You know, you call on the ancestors and you get a communication. You know, you go out to that tree and there's the physical tree. And then I call the, uh, the representatives of tree spirit, the animal that comes to you, coyote. Uh, short story, very short story uh, that um, I think, yeah, it's included in the book. Let me show you the book again. <laughs> the first one out, you know, in the series, I might add, you know, so note that. But this was a while back. I was walking my dog uh, when I only had one dog at a time uh, up to about a year and a half ago. We also adopted another one or they had, he adopted us. That little bark you heard in earlier, that's him, Scout. Anyway, I was walking along and that coyote I saw in the darkness, in the shadows. <clears throat> and coyotes are around here. There's, there's, um, there's some ravines, etc., nearby. And so it's not unusual here at night, etc. But, wow, this one, like, I, it wasn't stalking me or anything. But I went, wow, that's interesting. Okay, Mr. Spirit Animal Guy, what's the message here? <laughs> and uh, so what I did is just what I suggested is tune in. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, pause for a moment, connect to your body, especially because a lot of us have kind of dissociated from our physical being. And so bring it back into the body, your attention, your awareness. And what I got, uh, I, and I hear things a lot in my inner voice. That's one of the primary ways the communications come through. They visual also, and even sensory. You know, they come in through the senses. That's why I think it's important to be in the body as well, because you can get all three things and even four things going cognitive. And I heard deception. And then I went on to elaborate it being coyote spirit, represented by this one coyote I was seeing. There's deception in your life. Pay attention. There's somebody that's uh, basically conning you, although he didn't use the word or the word wasn't conning, but pay attention. There's a deceiver. And it's time to address that. So there you go. That was the message. <laughs> you don't think that, uh, I bet you can suspect that it probably worked me for a while. It did. Anyway, the end of the story, the, the conclusion of the story is there were three people I thought maybe. And then, boom, you know, again, uh, through the mystical and the magical of the story that was given to me by Coyote Spirit. I realized who it was, and it was an individual that we'd have some transactions and business stuff and loans and money and investments and all that. And this guy was my accountant. <laughs> and uh, it took a while for me to really gather the, the wherewithal to go ahead and handle this, and I did. And it turned out that was the guy. So I thank Coyote Spirit for, you know, getting my attention in that way. When experience, when we experience something like that, then it becomes a story. And as the story unfolds, we can relate it. Like most of you are nodding your head like, oh, yeah, you get that. You know, of course you do. You know how there's communication from both the visible beings, animals, nature, spirits, etc., and the non ordinarily non-visible beings that we might see with our sixth sense. So I think it's incredibly important, plus honoring those animals by a, a principle Robin Wall Kimmerer uses a lot in her great book, Braiding Sweetgrass, is about reciprocity. You know, when we get these gifts, is how can we give back? When we receive messages, I'm sure any of you could address this, is what do we give back to the ancestors? What do we give back to the earth, the earth spirits, the nature spirits, the animal spirits, the guides who teach us and reach us? 
those who communicate in, in a variety of ways through sound, etc. You know what? And I think that's something to consider too, is the exchange. It's not just that we're receiving these messages, but let's give something back to the earth. Okay, the trees, you know, they teach us so much. They teach us so much. It, it, it brings, it makes me emotional. I'm with you, Marilyn. It's like, wow, yeah. The experience of a tree waving at me in the breeze, you know, and I'm going, well, that's a pretty tree. Oh, look at the Wednesday. You know, and then I go, oh, okay, wait a minute. Be more flexible. You know, for example. So that's kind of, you know, I, I think it is a time of remembering. And uh, another term would be an awakening experience. And uh, almost needless to say, Ariel, because you're getting a lot of accolades for it, necessarily so, you know, for bringing uh, healers and teachers together like this to offer this into the world. It supports a lot of people that are curious. Or what I get a lot in uh, when, in workshops when I actually talk with real life, three-dimensional people <laughs> and even on the uh, online stuff, inevitably somebody asks when I start teaching this stuff, well, isn't it just our imagination? And my response immediately is, of course it is. Imagination is the bridge. All right, guys? It's the bridge that takes us into that other realm. Let's, let's separate that from fantasy make-believe, pretend, you know, that sort of thing. It's imagination that's the bridge. So nourish that imagination. You know, be willing to be open. Be skeptical, but put it aside. <laughs> you know, put the skepticism aside and don't believe it or disbelieve it. Just put belief and disbelief aside and experience it so you can relate to the stories like the stories you're going to find in these books. And there's just, I got to say, you know, I thank the people that contributed to this book. Amazing. Oh, look at that. I'm getting my fur standing up. I call, <laughs> you know, cause as I, I've been reading these stories all along here and I'm just like amazed by them that people are, so many people are having these experiences. And this is just a handful. You said hundreds, Ariel. This is a handful, 15, I think 15 or 16, you know better than I, I, I haven't taken count, but about 15 or more people that have contributed, yeah, more than that, that have contributed their stories of experiences with spirit animals, of experiences with soul guides, you know, of experience with the ancestors, with the spirits of nature, with the sound, the vibrational qualities, with ascension. And it, it inspires others. And the word itself, inspired, I find very interesting. It means breathe in spirit. And so, through these stories, we encourage, facilitate, inspire others to breathe in spirit and trust that there's something going on, you know, that's bigger than any one individual person. There's something collectively going on here. And we're starting more and more to remember. And I honor each and every one of you and everyone in the Sentient series that, that are doing the work as I, my last comment would be, we're really needed on the front during this time, more than ever, more than 10 years ago, more than 20 years ago. The dramatic shifts and changes that are occurring on the earth, on this amazing planet, are reflective of the dramatic changes that are going on in human consciousness. And shall I say, thank God. <laughs> or great spirit or source or, you know, whatever you want to call that force or like Obi-Wan Obi Kenobi, you know, 
Use the force, Luke. <laughs> All right. Steven, Steven, I love Inspire with Breathing in Spirit. And, and I just want to say you touched on so much. And I want to get to a couple of stories. I was going to tell a story, but I, I'll see if we have time for, for my tree spirit story. But what's really important here is, like you said, is the inspiring others to be, you know, to, to, to live their authentic selves. But why? Why, why is this really so important? Well, I'll tell you why it's important to me. It's because it is to the, to the point of then, then what do we do? When we know better, when we feel more, when we feel the connection, when we show up in reciprocity with all sentient beings, when we walk in reverence on this planet and when we honor Mother Earth and all of the beings, you know, we, we choose differently, right? Hopefully we will choose differently. We will elevate not only our consciousness, but we will elevate the um, we will elevate the experience that all of us are having in this world. You know, one that is just and one that is safe and one that is 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 honoring of all beings. Like, what a world could that be? And and I don't think that's far away because I think when we can open and expand people's awareness when they can feel more because great spirit has touched them, right? Because they've connected on that level. Then I think that we, we choose differently. We walk differently. We talk differently in this world. And, and truly, honestly, that is why this is so important. These stories are important. Um, these experiences are important. And not just like you said, Stephen, from what do we get? from all of our brothers and sisters and relations and how they guide us. But then what can we do once we know more, you know, and that's why that's, that's the heart of all of this. And I know that's why all of you, Marilyn, Anna Maria, Mandahi, Stephen, and Neil, I know that's why you're a part of it, you know, because you walk in the world that way. Right. And um, we're all on the same A-team you know, with the, uh, with the trees, with the stone beings, with the ancestors. Um, so I'd love someone to share a story because we, we also walk our talk. We don't just say we have stories. We don't just say the trees can speak to you or the, the you know, the guides um, can um, guide you. You know, we've all experienced this. So I don't want to pick someone, but if anyone wants to, Step up and tell us one of your personal experiences. You can have the floor. Well, I've been talking, so I'm going to refer to others. So go ahead, whoever. Yeah, I think Marilyn. Marilyn is ready. No, I'm picking Anna Maria because oh, I can feel a story <laughs> that she wants to share. I'm also reading the chat in the YouTube, which is so beautiful that everybody's sharing so much. And I do have things that I'd love to say, but um, I, I'm picking Anna Maria. Well, let me ask you this, Ariel. Do you want something specifically that's in the book, or do you want something above and beyond? Or I want you to share the story that wants to be told right now. You know, yeah. one that you can tell in, in just a couple minutes. You yes. know, uh, uh, a story that that wants yes. to be told. Well, here, one of the authors that couldn't be here today is Trisha McCannon, and she's doing a book on the angels, actually. And one of my early experiences was with 
angels, right? Like they were my gateway drug <laughs> to all the other dimensions. And so I was, I was fairly young, probably about 13 years old. And I was in church actually, right? Like what a great place to see angels. And, and we were singing and praying and I looked up and saw, physically saw in the physical space, two huge angels, probably eight feet tall up at the front of the church, uh, like sentinels standing on each side of the altar. And I'm like amazed, right? And I'm like looking around like surely somebody else is seeing this. And I mean, people were having their own experiences, but nobody was looking at the angels. And as I looked around, I saw there was a third angel that was even bigger than the first two. And it was, I don't know, 20 feet, but it was like, over the top of the congregation with its wings. And it was like this feeling of being held. And I really got at this deep knowingness, even at such a young age, that this was something that we invited, right? Through our prayer, through our worship, through our faith, right? In that space, it's a particular religion and all of that. But I really got on the bigger level that we had invited that high vibrational energy into the space and that it's always there. And that began to set off a series of experiences for me where I would just spontaneously see angels in different places and different spaces. And that was the early setting for me to know that there's more going on than meets the eye. And just because you don't see it doesn't mean that it's not happening. And what I feel like is all of the stories, you know, from the featured authors, from the contributing authors, they all are pointing to the same thing. There's more going on. And when you lean in and have a willingness to experience that, magic is waiting to be revealed to you. And oftentimes through these stories, it changes the way you look at life after that point, because nobody can take that experience away from you. So I'm grateful to the angels for the way that they revealed themselves to me and the way that I was taught to be able to link into the energy intentionally so that we can have these on-demand experiences as we need, right? Like we don't need to travel in pilgrimage to a guru. We can the guru's in here, right? We can drop into that heart space and have phenomenally exceptional experiences. And it's not a one-off. This needs to become more common. And we need to not have these conversations in hushed tones, but rather share our stories because they empower all of us and they create the opening for new possibilities for the collective as well as the individual. So much for the angels into the conversation. Thank you, Maria. Thank you. I uh, I was remiss in not mentioning Trisha's upcoming book and the angels. Absolutely, Sister Jenna's upcoming book and meditation. William Henry's upcoming book on ascension. Oscar Miro Casada's upcoming book on shamanism. And we're just getting we're just getting started. But bringing angels. I mean, they were they've been with us. Right, but but for acknowledging them, thank you. So, and Marilyn, yeah, please. I'd like to share a quick one. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah, and then and then share whatever you'd like. You had said you were looking at the chat, and there were some things you wanted to share. So, 
Well, what I'm loving yeah. about the chat and a lot of it was what Stephen shared and everybody is sharing here. And um, uh, this one woman, Margaret, she's talking about the trust technique. And that's what I want to share real quickly with all of you, because Stephen talked about imagination and about trusting it and putting the skepticism aside. I was a very skeptical medium when I started. And um, but I there was something bigger than me driving it all. And I just leaned into it because I needed it. You know, that moment where you hit rock bottom, there's you have to. It's like you come home to your soul and you just lean into it and you trust it. And you can be skeptical, too, but you allow yourself to go on the journey. And that's what everybody's talking about. So I find that our guys, I'm going to share a really quick story, is about believing in yourself, allowing your imagination to be to allow because that's where the conversation happens. A lot of mediums out there teach no, don't do your imagination. Friggin' jump in your imagination have the best time ever. And <laughs> when you do this, it you start discovering your own gifts. And that's what I really, all of us are big believers in, discovering your own gifts. Stephen explained the, the communication great. So I'm going to tell you a really quick story. I was doing readings, still a little bit of a skeptical medium. A guy came to see me and his father came into the room um, his father's name's Mike. I can't remember his name. It was Joe. His father, Joe, came in the room. And I said, your father, Joe, is here. But he's telling me he's not your real father. Your real father's name is Lewis, and he lives where you grew up. And the person I was reading, his name is Corey. He said, I don't know what you're talking about. I think you're insane. You know, he didn't say that. And I said, well, I'm just letting you know, Joe told me Lewis is your real father, and he lives where you grew up. So Corey did trust me enough, and he went home, and his mother would not tell him anything about it. And he really had this question inside of him, who was his real father? So he went to his aunt and he said, do you know if there was a Lewis around when I was born? And his aunt said, yes, I was married to a Lewis during the first year of your birth. So he went and had a DNA test with his cousin and found out that they are sister, brother and sister. And then Lewis is in fact, his father was alive and lived where he was growing up, where he grew up. Cool. And my point of this story is that if I thought I was crazy, he left me a message that I saved to this day. He said, one day I didn't know really who my father was. I thought it was Joe. Because of your gifts, and we all have them, the next day I found out who my real father is. You gave me my father. And I share this with all of you, not because we're all special, we're all gifted. And if I didn't trust my imagination and the wackiness that was going on around here, I would have never been able to deliver what I feel I've been here to do, to help people to believe in themselves, believe in their stories, believe in their journeys, and believe that they are gifted and they are instruments in this world as well. So I'm going to button it up there, but um, I feel really blessed to share that with everyone. And uh, something else Stephen said that I really want to say is you receive, but you also give back. When you work with your spirit guides, it's a co-creation. They're not asking you what you're doing to them is you're listening to them. And by listening to them, you're helping them do their work on the other side as well. And it's a co-creation of sorts. It's not just bowing down to your guides, bowing down to your angels. They want to be in partnership with us, just like the trees and the animals and the ancestors want to be in partnership. At least that's my belief. So I'm going to, I'll leave it at that. Can I just make one quick comment about that? Uh, Marilyn, yeah. I love that because the word that I use quite frequently is collaboration. Mm. That we are, it, it implies the relationship with all. Yeah. That we really are conscious beings collaborating with other conscious beings. I just wanted to add that as a another piece. Thank you for the, and story. the, la the last. 
piece, thank you for saying that, and everybody shared it, was this is when we start partnering up with the universe, too, and we start seeing all the signs and the symbols, and then we know what choices to make, and which is everybody was sharing. So thank you, Stephen. Thank you. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a segue, and then I'm going to go to Mingdahi, because I want a little more conversation around the ancestors, because I feel that that might be a conversation that is not as easily understood, um, ancestors beyond mother, father. Grandmother, grandfather. However, before that, my segue, I'm going to say a little bit of a story to build on what Marilyn said when 10 years ago, when I was kind of hitting what I thought was rock bottom, you know, life event that leaves you, you know, picks you up, shakes you around, dumps you on the floor, and you're sitting there saying, I don't know what the hell just happened and what's happening in my life. And I was reaching out, right? I was reaching out to angels, I was reaching out to the universe to say, help me i don't know what to do i need help and, and the animals came and the angels came but what happened um i was connected with a woman through an interfaith church that said that you know the angel spoke through her so being a you know an, an angel lover i went to her to have a reading because i was looking for any guidance at all and, and as i was sitting there and she knew nothing about me she said you know, there's there's a being, there's a presence here, and it's not an angel, but it's a very loving presence. And he wants you to he wants to tell you, um, chin up and shoulders back. And I was like, oh, it's my dad, because my dad had passed just recently, and I'm a former U.S. Marine uh, Corps sergeant, and my father was so proud of me that I was in the Marines. And whenever I'd start to get down, he'd always say, chin up and shoulders back. And I was like, Great. I can get emotional now talking about it. But the reason that was so meaningful to me, besides that there was nobody but my father who would say that she certainly wouldn't even know anything about that. But it was that, it was that support. It was that love. It was that nudge from him that I was going to be okay. You know what I mean? That it was going to be okay. And just, you know, just keep believing in myself. And so that, that came down through a presence, through a presence that was my father. So, um, so in that way, and I get emotional as the host of this, but I think what's important is that when we receive this guidance and when we do tune in, that it is through love, as Anna Maria said, and that it does help us or direct us or guide us to maybe the next steps and how we can give back or where to do next in our lives as part of this larger, part of a larger community on this earth, you know? So it's cool and it's fun and it's exciting and it's also profound and beautiful and full of love and, and, and we're a part of it. So, um, so thank you for letting me share my little story. And Mindahi, just I really I just want to go back to you because just for a um, if you want to tell an ancestor story, please do. But but a little more around your your book, upcoming book is on divine lineages and remembrances and sacred sites and why are why the sacred sites in an ancestor book? Like share a little more of the wisdom around the ancestors. Yes. You know, uh, when we are told how the soil is also our, our ancestors, 
because it's the yeah. it's what is the, the remaining of, of our lineages and also how it flourishes again. So for us, uh, some mountains, specific uh, places, sacred sites, which uh, they are more enlightened with this special energy. For example, some volcanoes or uh, special caves. We are related to those because in uh, our cosmologies, in our myths, is where we come from. And uh, for example, when we think about the Mu, and we call the Great Spirit Makih Mu, the Mu is the others call this uh, piece of land as the origins when we were set up here in this wonderful Mother Earth. Others call this Lemuria, the Mu, the Mu continent. And when we when we share this, people from even from other places around the world, from Japan, from Africa, they also have those sayings, those teachings, because uh, we refer to those ancestral places as our ancestors as well. So when when we talk about a specific volcano, for example, the you know, the Shinatekat or, or the Islasiwat, or even the places like Uluru or the Kilimanjaro or the Fuji volcano. They have this deep relationship in in ancestral history, and they are interconnected, and they are inter- interconnected because. There, there dwells these spirits, and they are related to the fire and the water. They are related to the wind. They are related to the earth. So those are beings that are with us. We just forgot, and we need to respect them. We need to give them back, offerings and payments. And that's the reason we have in some places, like in Mexico or in Peru, the Day of the Dead, or the Days of the Dead. And that's the reason we honor not just the the human aspect of it, because we have this beautiful relationship with the butterflies, and they represent the ancestors as well, the souls. So we remember so we have to protect the forest. We have to protect the mountain. We got to protect the caves, the sacred sites. Because you're seeing an analogy that all, of course, our bodies are sacred. But there are specific places that are even more important than others, like the heart, like the belly. If you take the heart out, you cannot live. Of course, you can take off one of the parts of your body and you can still live, but not completely. That's the reason we are here to take care and give care about life. And this is what our ancestors are telling us. I still dream with my grandpa, with my grandmother, 
but also with the spirit of the mountain. It's telling us how to behave, how to behave during this time. And it's telling us how these continents are bodies as well, and how they are suffering. And they are telling us that we need to raise awareness, bring up consciousness, collective consciousness, because we are all in this in this traveling. And this Mother Earth is a vehicle that is taking us in the universe. But it's taking us also in the dream world, telling us that we are here because we are the summary of the future and the past. We are the summary as well of our ancestors. So we need to respect and give thanks to all the lineages related to the animal world, to the mineral, to the plants world, but also to the most powerful, powerful ones, like the entities or those beings that are related to us. And there are some lineages that we need to recover. And we need to respect, we need to reawaken those sacred sites because they are in relationship, in sacred relationship with us. And uh, there are some people who are more related to the bear, others are more related to the eagle, others are related to the spider, because those are the teachers for us as human beings, how to live in peace and in harmony and in relationship, in sacred relationship among us. So this is what, this is the ancestry that we are recalling. And every one of us, we have, we have it. We just need to work, to focus and really do more than research, just to to connect in a sacred way through the dreams, through the, you know, when we have some chances to, to stop dialogue and just connect with mystery. It's when you receive those messages. Mm. And it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Well said. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Manahi. Yeah, I, I could I could talk to all of you all, all night long. Unfortunately we have to we have to wrap it up, but this will be the first of many conversations. We we uh we have a lot more shows coming, a lot more conversations to have because we're starting a movement, right? We're starting a movement. This is the this is the beginning. So I just like to um Anna Maria and Marilyn and Stephen, I'd like to give you each a moment to you know, final words, the words of encouragement to people to tune in or share their stories or anything you'd like to say, and then we'll we'll turn it back over to Neil to kind of wrap it up for us. But Anna Maria, if I can go to you first, what what would you like to share and to say to everyone? Well, I feel like it unfolded right during excuse me this conversation. We're all saying very much the same things, but what is the place? that lights you up, right? Is it the animals? Is it nature? Is it the ancestors? Is it your spirit guides? What is your portal into these divine spaces, into the mystical? And lean into that. 
those places that you feel light, those places that you feel more than yourself. Find those and spend more time in those places and really slow down. All of these sacred messengers are reminding us that we ask so many questions, but we rarely slow down to hear the answer. And so here's your invitation to slow down, pick, pick whichever path, pick whichever way, pick whichever window or door that's going to get you there, but slow down and, and really be in the listening because the mystical is just that one moment away from revealing itself. But if we're running off to the next thing, we're going to miss it. And we're going to feel like, well, why is everybody else getting guidance and I'm not getting guidance? So I invite everyone to lean into this in, in whatever way it is that lights you up, because that is your heart connection to the divine and, and to these profound experiences. Yeah, yeah, really, really important. Really well said. Marilyn, what would you like to say? Well, I'm going to just button go along Anna Maria's and I'm going to say, <laughs> while you're picking that doorway, um, I would like to invite you to ask questions and the kind of questions I'd like you to consider asking are not necessarily yes or no questions, but more like, what do I need to know in order to move closer, live closer to my soul? What do I need to know to um, open up the door to speak to my spirit guides? Um, what do I need to know about my reason for being here or to enjoy my gifts? You know, you could use what, or how can I move closer to you? So I'd like you to invite you to ask those questions and then just lean into it, lean into the listening and don't worry about getting an answer right away. Don't be like, I'm not getting it. I'm not hearing them. I don't know what the signs mean. I don't know what the symbols mean. Just like Anna Maria said, pause, slow down, pay attention. And then say, you see that butterfly that lands on your nose. I danced to the butterfly once Instead of running to Google, which I think is great, it's okay, I want to invite you to say, well, what does a butterfly mean to me? What is my memory of a butterfly? What do I feel when I see butterfly? Where does it light up inside of me? And allow this instrument to, your life experience is a symbolic language of the soul. Symbolic language is what I teach. Allow it to speak to you and answer your question. And then the last thing I'm going to say is put a dot, dot, dot after it, because there's always another question. And then there's always more answers. And then that's the evolution. And I've seen the chat in Neil's group and you're very, very, you're already there. You're conscious. You're already doing this work. You're amazing. So that's my tip and technique to all of you on the heels of Anna Maria's. Now I turn it to you, Stephen. <laughs> Thanks, Marilyn. Um, what about Mindahi? Do you want to say anything more, Mindahi? Just go ahead. Go ahead, Stephen. Thank you. Right. I, you know, a couple of things crossed my mind. One is um, the Native American philosophy that we're, we're relating to the earth so that the next seven generations, you know, can enjoy the earth as well. Something to think about. Um, the other is, and I, I, there's two other things really quick. One is keep your sense of humor too. You know, we can get so serious about this stuff and get so, uh, locked into that you know it's it is easy uh, it is easy i'm a capricorn so you know it's part of the sign i think is be a workaholic and be serious you know life is really serious it is but it isn't you know that paradox it is but it isn't the lastly but i want to put a pitch in for creative expression you know that has been um you know 
a lot of prompting I've got is about creative expression, dance, sing, sculpt, write, write poetry. I've done challenges with uh, a couple of my clients where I say, okay, you got 10 minutes, write a poem. And it's amazing because you can't think too, you know, it's, it's, you can't overthink it. So I'll put that out to everybody too. you know, try put the timer on and write a poem in 10 minutes. You know, don't think about it beforehand. Yeah, right. Don't think about it beforehand. But anyway, just the creative expression is so it, it, I, I, I am reminded every day I do down, I call them downloads, you know, everyday journey or meditation or something. But again and again, they tell me play music. You know, play music, didgeridoo, flute, guitar, sing. You know, I, it balances things out. So for all of us who are in the, the positions we're in, boy, I think it's vital. You know, I could say more, but that's enough. You know, that, that's my pitch is creative expression. You know, take care of ourselves. It's really important to do that. Okay, that's it. Stephen, hold I, your book up one more time, please. Yeah, yeah, oh, proudly. That's one of the seven deadly sins, right? Probably. Well, I'm proud. <laughs> I claim it, and it's not a sin. And you guys are going to see yours down along the line, too. Um, again, it's just really well done. Again, I commend you, Ariel, for what you've done and put together. It's, a, I'm sure, been exhaustive, you know, working this uh, in this way. And then now we're putting it out there, you know, to the large community. And it's wonderful. So, and again, uh, I cannot say... I like what everybody has, has had to say, and I think it's a really a very complimentary in terms of what we've each had to offer. So thank you all, you know. Yes. And Neil, thank you. You've been the silent uh, watch guard, the guard here. <laughs> thank you for um, steering this in this way. And uh, look forward to Pleasure. your book as well. Thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah. thank you, Neil, for inviting us into your community. My pleasure. Um, Neil, before you take us out, I just want to, Mindahi, did you, would you like to say anything further? Um, any last words? For, for the yes. Group? Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, we have been receiving these beautiful messages from uh, our grandfathers and grandmothers. Is that uh, to take care about family. And family is not just human beings families where you are around the mountains. Yes. You know, the, the sea, the lagoons, the, the lakes, the creeks. All what we are surrounded by is family. And uh, yes, for the good living. And the good living is just to have access to clean water, Clean soil, cleaner, cleaner energies. And around that is to have clean ideas. Clean ideas mm -hmm. is very important. So we really work on that. And uh, our grandfathers are telling us, grandmothers are telling us to walk, to sacrifice, to, through pilgrimages and to offer to carry our payments because they give us so much because they are related to the sacred element. How do we pay back? How do we live in reverence, in respect, in responsibility? 
So that's how we have this unification process. Very important for us to live in harmony and also in responsibility. So this is very beautiful because the the opportunity that is is now is bringing us these times is a huge opportunity for all beings, especially for human beings, to reconnect to ourselves, to reconnect with mystery. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, this has been this is incredible, Neil. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to you to to uh, bring us bring us home, close this, wrap it up, <laughs> close it out. All of it. I will. Yes. All right. Beautiful. Thank you so much, everybody. And um, I want to kind of bring it together because there was a few things that I heard that I, I want to definitely just um, touch on really quick as we're closing out here. And one thing was collaboration. And and part of our mission statement on Portal to Ascension, you know, have multiple mission statements, actually. But the main one says collaboration over competition. And the reason for this is that with um, with unity and inclusion, we have much more of a solid harmonic vibration than exclusion. You know, there are those that want to hold information for themselves, but as we come together as one and we share information, share awareness, um, connect as a human family, like Mindahi is saying, not just the human family, but the earth family, because earth is a sentient being that's alive as well, as Anna Maria will definitely um, agree with, that we need to come together and collaborate. And that is what Portal to Ascension really is. It's been a platform that's been around for quite some time now and had the opportunity to work with thousands of individuals and many different organizations, including Sacred Stories. I'll give a little um, uh, history on our uh, connection. Trisha McKenna introduced us like three years ago, four years ago, and we just didn't know how we would work together, but we kept talking. And it took like two years, I think, of like <laughs> conversations before it ended up actually figuring out what would happen. But it was like, and that's happened with me and a lot of people is that we start having conversations and even though I don't see anything right now that we can actually implement, we continue having the conversations until we get to a point where we know what we can do with each other, because um, it's a really about just coming together and being doing this for the same. We're doing this for the same reasons, the same intention to uplift the planet and uplift humanity so that we can all live a fully empowered, authentic life. That's pretty much the bottom line. And within that comes lots of different topics, lots of different awareness. As you can see here, we're all, um, you know, doing books on different topics. And then the other component was the remembrance. You know, that's like, that's my word right there. I love remembrance because, you know, I, to me, it's been scientifically proven to me that past lives exist. You know, um, just look at some of the mainstream documentaries that are out now about past lives. There's, it's just mind blowing. Like in, and, or you can call them simultaneous lives because time in the linear aspect is a construct of this reality. But the fact is that we have had multiple lives, but do you remember all these lives consciously? No. Well, some of us maybe say that we do. But so there's so much out there that we haven't remembered. So not only are we remembering our connection to ourselves, who we truly are, but we're also remembering the, the diversity and the depth of our experience. We've been so much. We've incarnated so many places. I feel like Earth is not, um, as some people say, contest to being a prison planet or a um, place of suffering. I think Earth is, uh, is really a gift to us to have this experience to not fully remember but still find the light in the place where we have the card stacked up against us like it's 
if for us to really get into this awareness and to be spreading this truth and finding out truth and inner truth when we don't even fully remember the depths of all of our experiences in this multiverse is something that is so beautiful. And that's why remembrance, you know, is so important to me and is really a cornerstone of what we do with Portal to Ascension, whether it's ancient history, whether it's, you know, um, space beings, celestial cosmos stuff. And then lastly, then we talk about my book, everybody. And a lot of you may have seen um, my two, I went three days in a row, three hours a day on YouTube on sound frequency. And I put all that information out there. And it was to promote the fact that I'm going to be in this book and have people sign up. And I think some of you watching right now probably are featured in this book. And um, I'm extremely excited for this because it was my goal by the time I turned 40 to write a book. And I'm 39. And actually, because of the, um, the, the, um, we postponed i think something's got delayed so now it's actually going to happen like a month before i turn 40 so it's like the universe actually manifested it so like it's it was really my goal for like a decade seriously to start writing some of this content out and what's the best way to really come out with one of my first books um is sound and vibration because with sound i love talking about sound and frequency because everything comes from it whether we're talking about animals nature earth everything because what is sound and vibration it is everything in the beginning was the word and the word was god and the word was with god the first universal paradox you know the vibration existed before everything so my book is going to be talking about the ancient structures in sound um quantum reality the science of sound and then we're going to have a lot of people with the tangible experiences that they have had through different sound experiences from being in a pyramid at an ancient site to being at a sound healing event so that's something to look forward to as well um, and I'm also going to be interviewing all these beautiful people here on the Portal to Ascension YouTube individually, so you'll get to go deeper. This is kind of an introduction to it all, and then we're going to go much deeper um, in the conversations that we're going to have on YouTube, so go ahead and subscribe um, if you want to tune in for that and all the other epic productions we have, and then also we have a podcast that on iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify, the Portal to Ascension um, podcast. You can check it out there as well. We're going to upload all the stuff there. You can listen to it in your car. Um, and there's a lot of amazing things in store, everybody. So with that, I feel like I'm going to close out with a poem here and we'll just wrap it up with this poem. And um, I heard a lot of, we talked about a lot of topics here, but one thing was definitely um, something that was consistent was the earth experience, you know? So, um, and when we talk about, you know, animals and we talk about um, taking care of our planet and our planet being a sentient being, and then also um, Anna Maria with her nature book, so this poem is actually called Mother Earth, and um, it's an homage to, to the planet and to the feminine energy and of creation. So yeah, but before you say it, it, before you say it, yeah. what people yeah, might not know, it. I don't think the other guests on the panel know, Neil is a spoken word artist, and Neil has written hundreds of poems in, in spoken word uh, songs. So this is one of your original, right? We'll go out with the original, so we'll just... We'll just thank everybody now, but we'll let you take us out with one of your original spoken words. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So any, any um, final words for the, for the stream today, Ariel? I just want to say thank you to everybody. I just thank you, Marilyn, Ana Maria, Mindahi, Stephen, Neil. Thank you for everyone who's listening and stay tuned and join the movement because we are, we are, we are coming out of a closet the last closet mm -hmm. right and uh yep. we're taking the mystical mainstream collectively and let everybody know the website again where they can find out more 
Yeah, sacredstories.com is our is our site, sacredstories.com, and and uh, you'll see all kinds of information on common sentience and Stephen's book, Animals, Personal Encounters with Spirit Animals, Personal Tales of Encounters with Spirit Animals, <laughs> launches today. It's out. The rest are coming, you know, in the next few months. So stay tuned and stay with us for sure. And uh, start telling your stories. All right, Neil, take us out, Neil. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Ariel. All right, everybody. So this one is called Mother Earth. This right here goes out to one of the manifestations of source. The north sky reflects light on my porch. The entire planet is my church. Even when she is scorched, Mother Nature will nourish and replenish the soil so that mankind can reap the spoils, abundance, creation, and destruction. The Kali Ma personification manifesting on this plane in the form of all life, married to Father Sky. Our minds remain fertile, earth on the back of a turtle, the Nephilim reversal, and generations of persecution. Nemesis brings retribution, and Ishtar's contribution are the flowers that bloom the life that we once knew. She is the one who provides unconditional love to you. As we move over her surface, I dedicate these verses. She is always of service. Time to give back. Time to bring it back. The wounded feminine is where we've been at, but also the wounded man. The divine aspect ran away from our place a millennia ago. Patriarchy and damaged egos took over this world. Now is the moment to bring back the days of old. The divine feminine has been on hold, but never truly left. This energy, it transcends gender as we bark on the quest to remember our nest before we were born. She blessed you and me. You and me. But who are we? We are an illustration of beauty and art displayed in the cosmos for all of those who pass us to see and admire. She is the fire, the water, the wind, and the birds. All other creatures have heard her voice, her voice, her voice sings land into existence providing assistance and gravitational resistance as so we can continue to thrive. When we die before our souls return to the sky, we join her and we become her again. She's the truest of friends with us until the end and until our rebirth. She is Mother Earth. She is Mother Earth. Thank you, everybody. That's amazing. Thank you, Neil. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Powerful. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Love you all so much. See you guys on the next stream. Take care, everybody. Good night.